from legendary locals we all know to people you should get to know. Follow Ipswich Today on your favourite app and never miss an episode or go to ipswichtoday.com.au. Coming up, political brinkmanship on show in the council chambers, councillors divided on CEO's performance review panel members and cinemas set to make a return to Nicholas Street Precinct. It's Monday, November 9, 2020, and I'm Alan Roebuck. Welcome to Ipswich Today, which acknowledges the traditional custodians of the land on which it is produced and pays respects to elders past, present and emerging. This podcast is supported by Kinetics, people-powered web hosting trusted by Australian businesses since 1999. Even if you were watching the live stream of last Thursday's special, also known as an extraordinary meeting of Ipswich City Council, you may have missed the high-stakes game of political brinkmanship being played out in the chamber. So what exactly went down at this meeting held on Thursday, November 5? Firstly, this extra meeting was held primarily to adopt Council's annual report. Nothing unusual in that. However, an additional late report was considered. It revealed the current CEO appears to have never had an annual performance review since being appointed to the position when council was under administration. The newly elected mayor and councillors have rightly sought to correct the situation. But not every councillor agreed on the future makeup of a performance review panel to be chaired by the mayor. There were several uncomfortable periods of extended silence in the chamber as discussions took place. Here are the highlights, beginning with Mayor Theresa Harding. We are now on to uh, a late item, which is the uh, Chief Executive Officer Annual Performance Appraisal Policy. The recommendation A is that Council consider that and resolve to adopt the CEO Annual Performance Appraisal Policy that sets out in the way in which the performance appraisal be uh, conducted. And that B, that council resolved to establish an advisory panel chaired by the mayor with a minimum of two councillors as members to assist the mayor in the conduct of the CEO's performance appraisal in each financial year. May I have a mover, please? Councillor Kunzelman, thank you. May I have a seconder? Please, Councillor Milligan, thank you very much. A late amendment was presented to the meeting by Councillor Andrew Fechner to exclude the mayor from being solely responsible for selecting the other two members of the CEO review panel. So council resolved to establish, which is chaired by the mayor, mm-hmm. a minimum of two councillors as members, um, as resolved by council, to assist the mayor, um, so, so that it's a council resolution. So we decide in a in a public forum who is actually on that panel, if that's p- particular wording there. Well, I think the way that this policy is written here, that is that, that the mayor would select who is on that panel as part of my um, responsibilities under the act. Councillor Fechner then outlined further his amendment to the original recommendation. Would you like to go into that? Yeah, um, so the only reason that I, that I bring this to everyone's attention is that I think that it would be best practice for our council in terms of our governance and transparency to make the decision about that panel um, in an open forum and, and require council resolution for that. Um, it's a very important job to be the CEO of our city and I think that, you know, that we should all have a say in who is on that Um, panel led by the Mayor um, and that we all need to have a say in a very public forum so that the public are aware of Mm. who's on it, who's making those decisions, who's a part of that assessment panel and then it gives more visibility over that I guess. 
Mayor Harding went on to explain her approach with the draft policy. Just for everyone, the Local Government Act does say the Mayor has the following extra responsibilities. And um, D is conduct a performance appraisal of the CEO, at least annually, in a way that is decided by the Local Government, so by here, um, including as a member of a committee, for example. And just as background, I think when, uh, probably back in May or June, I asked the CEO for, for some HR support um, to be able to do this, because I think at this stage, the CEO, the, your KPIs have not been signed. You started, what, February last year? And that hasn't been um, signed off at all. And so I wanted some support in that, so I, I've asked um, the organisation to provide that. Um, I did ask them this question about, um, is it, that the call is the mayor who's on that or not, and they told me, and their advice was that it, that it, that it, it should be. My intent was to ask for the deputy mayor to be one of the other two, and obviously that's rotating each year, so I thought there'd be good professional development for everyone. That was the approach I was going to take. And then um, for that, that second spot, I was actually going to open it up and say who would like to, to do it, and, um, and have you email me just to let me know why, uh, if you'd like to do it. So the advice I had from Davidson's that um, the people on this panel should have um, experience in the corporate environment and in the business environment, and they should have a broad range of experience in leading people, managing teams, and certainly having governance experience. So that was my approach in doing that um, very openly with you, no yeah. secrets or anything like that, but that's the, the approach that I was going to take. Councillor Jacob Madsen supported Councillor Fechner's amendment. I would just add that I think any opportunity we have to do our decision making in the public view, I think that's a good transparency outcome. You've been committed to that. Um, it's not just a catchphrase. You've come through on a lot of, a lot of reforms in that regard. I think this is an um, amendment that Councillor Fechner has put forward that we can all get around and it'll be a good outcome. People can have faith in us because they can see why why and how and what and when and where. Mayor Harding made a closing pitch to the meeting for the original recommendation that the Mayor choose the other two councillors to be on the CEO review panel. Now, well, before the vote, I guess I'll just close off by saying uh, under the Act, it is one of the extra responsibilities that I have. I would like to be able to um, appoint the Deputy Mayor each year when we, when we go through this process and then open it up to each of you in a very open uh, way, with, so everyone has an equal opportunity in a transparent way, as I've always done throw in here, and be given that opportunity as opposed to, um, I guess, um, coming to, to another way. But that's my approach that I'd like to do a vote to see if Councillor Fechner's um, amendment should be put forward. For those in favour, please raise your hand. We've got Councillor Ireland, Councillor Fechner, Councillor Madsen, Councillor Doyle, Councillor Milligan, Councillor Tully, Councillor Jonick have voted for that. Those against, myself and Councillor Kunzelman. So your motion, your amendment was carried. In the end, the Mayor's preferred option was voted down by 7 to 2. Councillor Fechner's amendment became the motion that the full meeting of Council appoint two members to join the Mayor on a CEO performance review panel. While many significant advances have been made in the running of committee and council meetings, including live streaming, it can also be said that all councillors are individuals and will not always agree with each other, and that's fair enough. However, what we have seen, though, are some premeditated and surprise moves in the chamber in order to either embarrass or possibly undermine the leadership and responsibilities in the role of mayor. 
when in reality, any differences over such a key council policy that directly involves the CEO could and should have been workshopped and fully resolved with all councillors well before it was presented to a council meeting for formal adoption. And in other news from the same meeting, a new cinema operator is set to return to Nicholas Street Precinct. The name of the cinema operator and the terms of the lease agreement remain commercial in confidence at this point. Council approved a development application in June to enable the key retail, entertainment and commercial precinct to go ahead. That approval included the extension of the existing cinema complex located on the ground level to include an additional two cinemas, in order to provide a total of eight cinemas. A small extension to the existing building is proposed to facilitate the provision of these additional cinemas, which will involve the raising of the existing roof in the location of the new cinemas. The cinemas are not expected to open until the second half of 2021. Just a reminder, if you want to follow along with the YouTube videos and live streaming of council meetings, all meeting agendas, minutes and officers reports can be viewed on the council's website. Ipswich Today is supported by Kinetics, people-powered web hosting trusted by Australian businesses since 1999. This podcast is also listener supported. If you like what you hear, please make a once-only gift or regular donation to help keep it online. Just go to ipswichtoday.com.au and click the donate button at the bottom of the page. You can subscribe for free and share this podcast from your favourite app, including iHeartRadio, or play Ipswich Today from your smart speaker. Music is supplied by Purple Planet Music. This is Alan Roebuck. Thanks for listening. Enjoying Ipswich today? Please share the love on your socials.